section thirty eight of greece and rome this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the world's story volume four greece and rome edited by eva march tappan section thirty eight the arrival of aeneas in italy by virgil from translation of christopher pierce grant after long years of wandering about on the sea aeneas comes at last to the coast of latium sails joyfully up the tiber and moors his vessels to the grassy bank now latinus the king of latium has a fair daughter lavinia who is sought in marriage by many a suitor the favoured one among them is turnus but the gods have declared with terrible omens that not turnus but a stranger from over the seas is to be her husband the jesting remark of eulus that they are eating up their tables recalls to his father aeneas a prophecy that has greatly alarmed him but as he now sees without need your italy ye shall find with winds invoked and sail into her ports but ere ye gird your city with its walls by famine dire for this your outrage ye shall be compelled to gnaw the very boards on which you eat the editor aeneas fair eulus and the chiefs under the branches of a tall tree stretch their limbs arrange the banquet and beneath their viands on the grass placed wheaten cakes jove so disposed their thought and on this base of ceres gifts wild fruits were heaped it chanced all else being eaten here their scant supply forced them upon their slender biscuit store to turn their appetites and violate with daring hand and hungry tooth the discs of faded bread nor spare their ample squares what are we eating up our tables too eulus cried nor further led the jest that word dispelled their cares his father caught the meaning from the speaker's lips amazed at its divine significance and mused a while thereon then suddenly exclaimed hail land for me predestined by the fates and you ye true penates of our troy hail here our home and here our country lies for now i do recall to mind my sire anchises told this secret of the fates when o oh my son driven upon unknown shores your food exhausted you are forced to eat your tables in your hunger weary and worn remember then to hope a steadfast home and found your walls and build a rampart round this was that hunger this remained the last ending our sufferings come then and blithe of heart soon as to-morrow's sun shall rise let us find out by different ways what men inhabit here and where their cities stand now pour your cups to jove and call upon anchises and replace the festal wine 
thus having spoken with a leafy branch he wreathes his brows the genius of the place invokes entellus first of gods the nymphs and rivers yet unknown then night and all night's orient stars idean jove and next the phrygian mother and his parents twain in heaven and in the shades of erebus here the omnipotent father in the heights thrice thundered and displayed a cloud that burned with light and gold and waved it in his hand before them suddenly the rumour spread among the trojan bands that now the day had come when they should found their destined walls with emulation they renew the feast rejoicing in the mighty omens given and set the bowls and crown the wine with flowers soon as the early morning lit the earth the city and the confines and the coast by different ways they explore discovering here the waters of numicius spring and here the river tiber and the towns where dwelt the hardy latins then aeneas sends a hundred envoys chosen from all ranks to the king's city bearing in their hands branches of palace olive tree enwreathed with fillets charged with gifts and overtures of peace without delay they haste to do their errand with fleet steps while he himself marks out a rude trench where a wall shall be and builds upon the spot and girds about his first seat on these shores with palisade and rampart in the fashion of a camp and now their journey o'er the warriors see the latins lofty houses and their towers and pass beneath the wall before the gates were boys and youths in the first flower of life riding their steeds or taming them to draw the chariot on the dusty course and some were bending the stout bow or hurling spears or challenging each other to the race or cestus when a mounted messenger appears who to the aged king brings word that men of mighty stature and strange garb approach the king commands them to be called into his palace and there takes his seat on his ancestral throne an edifice of stately form and spacious size there stood upon the city's summit lifting up a hundred columns once the royal seat of picus shadowed round with solemn trees and the religion of ancestral times here to receive the sceptre and to raise the first signs of their royal sway was deemed by kings an omen that betokened good this was their senate-house here sacred feasts were held when having sacrificed a ram the fathers at the extended table sat here statues of their ancestors were ranged of ancient cedar carved here italus father sabinus planter of the vine with crooked pruning knife and saturn old and janus double-faced all stood within the vestibule and other kings of old who fighting for their country suffered wounds and here upon the sacred pillars hung armour and captive chariots and the keen curved battle-axe and flowing helmet crests and mighty bars of city gates and spears and shields and beaks of ships torn off 
here too his augur's wand held in his hand and girt with scanty garment of the seer a shield upon his arm picus himself tamer of horses sat whom circe once enamoured changed with touch of golden wand and charms of magic herbs into a bird within this sacred place latinus takes his seat on his forefather's throne and summons in the trojan and they having entered thus with tranquil mien he speaks say dardan chiefs for you to us are not unknown your race your city and your voyage o'er the deep what seek ye here what cause what urgent need across such breadth of azure seas has borne your ships and brought you to the ausonian shores if by some error in your course or driven by tempests such as sailors oft endure upon the ocean ye have entered here our river-banks to settle in our ports then do not shun our hospitality but know the latins to be saturn's race not by constraint of bonds or laws kept just but in the fashion of the ancient god holding their faith and honour by free will and i indeed a legend do recall to mind obscured somewhat by lapse of years told by aurochans old that from these lands came dardanus and the idean cities reached of phrygia and the thracian samus now called samothrace he leaving corythus now in the starry courts of heaven is throned and adds another altar to the gods he said and ilionius thus replied o king of faunus the illustrious son we come not to your shores by tempest driven nor from our course direct has any star nor any coast misled us we have all with purpose fixed and of our own free will come to your city driven out from realms the mightiest once the sun in all his course beheld from jove our origin in jove their ancestor the dardan youth rejoice our king himself trojan aeneas born of that high race has sent us to your gates how great a storm outpoured by ruthless greeks on the idean plains by what fates driven europe and asia clashed e'en he has heard if such there be who in the extremest lands of earth by circling ocean sundered far from all his kind or in the midmost heats of scorching suns is shut from other zones swept by that deluge over seas so vast some small abode for our country's gods we ask some inoffensive shore and what stands free to all the waves and air we shall not bring dishonour to your realm nor lightly esteemed shall be your fame nor for such favour done our grateful feelings ever be effaced nor shall the ausonians ever grieve that troy was taken to their lap by aeneas fates i swear and by his strong right hand in faith of friendship and in arms alike approved many a nation nay despise us not that thus of our free will with suppliant speech 
we come bearing these fillets in our hands has sought to join us to itself but fate divine commanded us to seek these lands of yours here dardanus was born and here apollo calls us back with urgent voice to tuscan tiber and the sacred wave of the numician fount gifts too we bring small remnants of our former fortunes snatched from burning troy out of this golden bowl father anchises poured the sacred wine and these were priam's when he sat and gave the assembled people laws this sceptre his and this tiara and these robes were wrought by trojan women while he spoke the king sat motionless his looks fixed on the ground and rolled his eyes in thought nor broidery of purple wrought nor priam's sceptre moved the monarch as the marriage of his child absorbs his mind revolving in his breast the oracle of faunus this is he come from a foreign land by fates foretold to be his son-in-law and called to rule the realm with auspices that equalled his whose future race for valorous deeds renowned should by its prowess dominate the world at length with joy he speaks may the great gods speed their own augury and our design trojan we grant what thou dost ask nor spurn thy gifts while i am king you shall not want a fertile soil or wealth like that of troy but let aeneas come himself if such desire be his to ally himself with us let him not shun our friendly countenance part of our peaceful league twill be to have touched your king's right hand now bear this message back to him i have a daughter whom to unite in marriage with a prince of our own race the fateful voices from my father's shrine and many a warning sign from heaven forbid from foreign shores a son-in-law should come this fate they say for latium is in store who mingling race with ours shall lift our name to starry heights that this is he the fates require i must believe and if my mind foreshadow aught of truth him i desire he said and to each trojan gives a steed within his royal stall three hundred stood with glossy skins to every one in turn a swift wing-footed courser overspread with housings of embroidered purple cloth and golden chains are hung upon their breasts and decked with gold on golden bits they chant a chariot to the absent prince he gives also a pair of harnessed steeds of blood ethereal from their nostrils breathing flame born of that spurious race which circe bred by stealth without the knowledge of her sire with gifts and words like these the sons of troy upon their steeds return with peaceful news end of section thirty eight this recording is in the public domain